I really didn't have any direction. You know, when I was taken away from my game design work, I realized that I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point and how to make the dreams that I had at that point happen on my own, especially mid-quarantine and everything. So um, I had been working at DCS for a few years at that point, and working summer online was definitely kind of the, the moment that I realized, like, I want to keep contributing to this year-round. And um, again, it gave me a little bit of direction when I otherwise didn't have any. College Scholars Podcast. On today's episode, Jordan and I were fortunate enough to be joined by Jillian Quayle. Jillian is a Cohort 1 graduate and Program Persistence Officer with Delaware College Scholars. And on today's episode, she walks us through her decision to attend DCS as a student, her decision to spend her college summers working at DCS, and ultimately what she loves most about her current role within the organization. It's a great conversation, and Jillian is a super instrumental part of what we do, and a lot of her work is done behind the scenes. So I would really encourage you to give this a listen, and as always, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review the pod, that'd be great. Thanks. Hello! Welcome to another episode of the Delaware College Scholars Podcast. I am your host, Jake Myers, and I am joined by my esteemed, wonderful colleague, program director, community liaison, Jordan Bonner. What's up, man? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I just wanted to try it one time. Yep, I nah, can't do it can't like do Jake. It. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. We're back at it again. And this has been good because these are the first couple episodes that Jake and I have been, you know, co-hosting, actually. It's not just been, you know, one person. So it's been cool. We are joined with the one and only Jillian Quell. Hello. Oh, okay. All right. That was, that was all right. That was all right. <laughs> she brought it better than anybody else did. No. That's for sure. She did. She did. Jake, you want to start us off? I can. Um, you were an original member of Cohort 1. Yes, I was. How did you hear about Delaware College Scholars and then ultimately what made you, mom, dad, make the decision to drop you off 350 Knoxon Town Road some eight <laughs> summers ago? So I was one of nine people at my school that uh, got the invitation to be a part of the program. Uh, a good friend of mine at the time also got one. She ended up not being able to make it, but I kind of went through with it. Um, and I had my reservations at first, honestly. I was kind of... I applied for it and didn't really know what it was going to be about. So then when my parents are like, hey, you got accepted, you're doing this. I was kind of like in shock. I'm like, oh, gosh, I have to leave home now. I have to do this for two and a half weeks. Like I didn't really have anything better to do with my summer. So I just kind of went with it. And uh, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made, I think. Why was it one of the best decisions that you've ever made? Uh, just because now I'm here and I'm contributing to a mission that I didn't really think I would believe in as much as I do now. Um, when I went to college to study game design, I really did I thought that was the only thing that I ever wanted to do with my life. 
and then now working for the program for my fourth summer and now being uh, a staff member, it's definitely kind of changed my perspective on what I want to do and how I want to contribute to everything. And if I hadn't come that summer, like that first summer being a part of cohort one, I wouldn't have that meaning that my work life has now. Was there a moment, like what moment specifically was it when that perspective of, hey, I want to be a game designer, I'm going to major in game design, when did that flip for you? Was it your first summer working at DCS? Was it your second, third? It was It was honestly um, during senior year, and when the quarantine hit and everything, I really didn't have any direction. You know, when I was taken away from my game design work, I realized that I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point and how to make the dreams that I had at that point happen on my own, especially mid-quarantine everything. So um, I had been working at DCS for a few years at that point and working summer online was definitely kind of the the moment that I realized like I want to keep contributing to this year round. And um, again, it gave me a little bit of direction when I otherwise didn't have any. Explain to people what you do for DCS. So I, this year, I'm going to be taking care of some junior students, like during their school year, checking in, making sure that they're doing everything that they need to do in their junior year and that they're taken care of so that they can start college counseling next year. Um, But I also do tech support. I do just pretty much anything that helps uh, my fellow staff members out. So like the advisors... Jake and Jordan, pretty much anything that people need me to do or need me to contribute to, I'm there for, especially when I'm here during the summer. So that's pretty much the basics of what I do here. What are you looking forward to most about this next year? And how do you think your previous sort of years being a staff member have prepared you for this moment? in this upcoming year? So, um, I originally worked as an advisor and that was like boot camp for me pretty much. That was a really amazing opportunity that I got to do that because that's something that I never thought I'd do in the past. But when I first applied to work for DCS, I was an advisor and that really changed my perspective on everything really. And that sort of prepared me to work with teenagers. I learned that I'm good at working with teenagers for one. And two, that I'm good at working in general. It gave me a lot of confidence that I needed to then keep pushing to pursue like a full-time staff position while I'm here. And so you talked about one, not maybe feeling as comfortable sort of, especially that first summer, right? Going to DCS. And and we've talked, you know, uh, outside of, you know, this podcast about, um, being in social situations, right, and uh, maybe not being comfortable putting yourself out there or, or just like, you know, I'm putting my head down, I'm working, and that's it, I'm getting out. So, and now you're working with kids, getting to know them, and so there's been a drastic sort of growth and change. What didn't you see in yourself that you now sort of um, see in yourself? Honestly, it's just having that confidence to be myself and not be judged for it because that was kind of my whole high school experience was being judged just for being who I was and who I was wasn't like nearly as strong a person as I am now. So learning that I was able to work with teenagers well, relate to them in a lot of ways and be able to 
sort of reach my arm out into their lives and and help them um, was definitely a big change that I underwent. And honestly, I am a lot more just gaining that confidence makes me a lot more able to put myself in uncomfortable social situations or situations that may be considered to me in the past uncomfortable. What strategies might you give to young educators who are looking to connect with high school students? That's a good question. Um, honestly, (laughs) honestly, I would just say, um, do a lot of reading, do a lot of research, look at how things are in schools and put yourself in those situations. Um, I know for a lot of people, like our, our school lives may look drastically different than what they look like now. So we can't always relate to our own experiences. We have to reach further out and do our research into the things that teenagers are going through right now things that are like real issues that we need to tackle that we may not even be able to tackle sometimes. Um, Acknowledging that fact that we may not be able to um, help everyone with some situations just based on personal experience, but reaching out and getting that um, perspective really does help, I think. Moving from sort of research and theory to practice is not always easy, right? So you can read things and then sort of when you're in the the trenches, some of that stuff goes out of the window, yeah. right? So, like, what are you are you you just been learning on the fly? Like, what yeah. are, what are some of the strategies? Like Jake was saying that you've used to sort of sustain yourself and also remain grounded, but also confident and motivated to continue doing the work. So I really like I read a lot of young adult novels. I read a lot of. Um, things about teenagers that are really going through it and I pull those experiences and relate them to my own because everyone has gone through something especially in high school everyone deals with pretty heavy stuff and so telling them that I'm like able to relate and like push them to speak a little bit more about their situations as long as they're comfortable has really helped me maintain my head about it and also help them feel comfortable with me so yeah yeah can we go back eight years sure Uh, you are a high school junior or rising junior you come to dcs you're apprehensive how did dcs help you in those two three summers three summers so honestly um i was put out of my comfort zone for the very first time um And I had been going through some stuff at home that I was glad to get away from and also just, um, you know, put myself out there and be unapologetically me for the first time Um, because DCS kind of treated me like a family, you know. They, They were a support source when I needed it. I was academically challenged for the very first time and I felt like I had found... A good place for me to to stop and rest you know so I was working on a lot of different things at the time and I was working through a lot so being here and being like removed from all that stuff that was going on like where I live and in my school and everything was a big relief and honestly I got to um you know push myself harder than I ever had academically, which also kept my brain busy, kept me busy, and kept me mentally well. Can you give some advice to students who 
are leaving home for the first time, who are trying to adapt to this new environment that can oftentimes be overwhelming, right? Who are also, like Jake mentioned, maybe apprehensive. Maybe give some advice to them on how to persevere, how to make ensure that they are checking in on themselves and uh, and are and mentally are well. Yeah. So. My biggest advice, and this is probably going to sound awful, but it's kind of just don't sweat it. Like, do your own thing. Again, be unapologetically you and be, keep yourself busy, keep yourself productive. And honestly, don't be afraid to put yourself out there socially, because especially at DCS and especially in college, you find your people, kind of regardless of where you're at, you will find people that will get you and will support you and will relate to you more so than you'll ever really find in high school unless you get really lucky. So um, going away from home is not as scary as it seems. For me, it was very liberating and very good for my brain. So um, honestly, just don't, don't sweat the details. Don't think of it as you're still a high school student dealing with all the socialization stuff you go through there. You're in a new environment, you're meeting new people, and they will hear you out. I'm going to really struggle with this question because I struggle with the English language. Okay. (laughs) You have mentioned multiple times that to be unapologetically, (laughs) tough, yourself or you, Mm -hmm. what does being unapologetically Jillian look like? Just honestly being... uh, I'm not going to say weird, but but just being who I am with my weird sense of humor and my uh, working life and everything, being so focused in on what I'm doing, and then sometimes struggling with the social side of things, honestly, just taking that as it is, is kind of what being unapologetically me looks like. You know, like, I'll, I'll go through my strong points and I'll go through my struggles, like everyone else. So honestly, just taking advantage of that and not being scared to mess up or being scared to look weird or anything like that. Just, just being me honestly is, is kind of what it looks like. Where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? I honestly have no idea. Like I would love to come up with a super ambitious answer, but at this point I really don't know what, where I'm going or what to expect. Um, Again, working for DCS has really helped give me some more direction and some ideas as to what I want to do in the future. But for now, I mean, we've still sort of got a pandemic going on. Um, We've got, like, I've made a lot of personal changes that I'm going to have to adapt to, like maybe moving out soon and doing all this other stuff. Um, So I really don't know. I'm kind of just playing it by ear now and seeing where life takes me. Mm Yeah. Yeah. For people who are for students struggling to step outside of their comfort zone, how would you encourage them to do so? Because it's clearly been very beneficial for you as a high school student, college student, and now in the professional world. So, so what would you say to help encourage them and facilitate that process? Isn't it Nike whose uh, catchphrase is just do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Nike, if you want to sponsor... <laughs> No exactly. Like, like I'm right. here. I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, honestly, just 
doing it. Like, it's something that you're going to have to do, especially in the professional world. You, when you leave the, the comfort of college and, like, schooling in general, that's a big change that you will have to get used to, and you have to learn a lot very, very quickly. Um, I feel like the pandemic's quarantine helped me with that a lot, just because I was suddenly taken out of school. I had to get used to living at home again. I had to find a job, and I had to, again, push myself out of my comfort zone to do all that stuff. So, honestly, if you are just thrust into it, it does kind of help. If you just take that leap and put yourself out there and learn as you go, that's kind of you know, the key to, to finding yourself and finding success in, in the professional world, in high school and in college. Transition to the Mad Minute segment. Ooh, okay. And you know the, you know the actually, do you know? She, she listens. She yeah. listens. Okay. She, she's listened. She's edited. She, she's not a fraud. All right. Just make <laughs> we're, 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 we have two, we have three frauds, two non-frauds. Yep. So wow. Great. So Mad Minute, rapid fire questions. Favorite meal? Probably just a burger and fries, honestly. From where? I'm gonna I'm gonna represent Angel's Family Restaurant right now in in Claymont, Delaware. Is that the place we went to? That yes, one time? Very, yeah, yeah, that that place breakfast. is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and their burger and fries just fills me with happiness and with food. So yeah. Favorite movie? That's a that's a really hard question because I'm not a big movie fan. I would probably say, um. Probably Best in Show by uh, Christopher Guest. He does a lot of, like, mockumentary-style humor movies, and I watch those with my mom, like, once a month. And and that one in particular I really like because it has dogs. Favorite so. song? Um, that answer has changed a lot in, in the past, like, few years. I'm going to say it's probably... Um, Amalgam by Halos. They're my favorite band, and nobody knows who they are, so I'm also going to represent them right now. Correct. Sponsor. <laughs> no one knows who they are right. in, in this room besides you. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> What's your favorite video game to play? Uh, Monster Hunter is my favorite series of all time. Uh, are it's, you good at hunting monsters? Yes, I'm very good. I've been doing it since I was 12, and I've improved a lot over the years, and I've got my squad online with me to help me out with it whenever I do struggle. Oh, y'all running deep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, right. it's, it's been, it's been a long-term thing for me, is that... Are we talking teams? Are we talking teams? Uh, are you choosing sides? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll play it, I'll play it. Um... <laughs> What's the best game that you have designed? That's also a hard question because I honestly haven't made a lot of games. Okay. But I would say the best one I made is one called Wine or Cheese. Mm -hmm. It's like a uh, kind of like a text adventure sort of thing, but it's like kind of psychological horror. It's weird and and. Uh, so I'm confused why you named it Wine and Cheese. That, that, that like Diner Dash. <laughs> like, that's what I was expecting. It was honestly, um, it came about from a joke that I had a friend uh, in DCS. We made and like we made this game when I was there, and uh, I decided to make it into an actual like text adventure game when I got into college. So that's why it's called that. Ooh. So, but we can't purchase wine or cheese. No, nah, it's currently so. not like published, but I'm going to work on like cleaning it up and publishing it eventually because I'm. It's probably the best college project I took on. Ooh. Talk to us about the book that you are writing. And, or, <laughs> writing, I know you are sort of loosely sort of taking time, but yeah. I want to hear about it and I want our listeners to hear it too. So I actually just finished it like an hour ago. Like Let's I've, go! 
Go off then. I, I finished like the first draft of it. Um, I was really inspired by my time at Jekyll Island, Georgia, and I read a lot about these like rich, privileged, wealthy families that were living on the island for like generations. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write a book based on that, based on like a more fictional location. So I wrote one. It's in verse format. It's 540 pages, and it's a. Uh... <laughs> Jake is looking at me like, "Whoa, what?" Nah. Five forty. Yeah. But but okay. But the way you described it to me, it's really not five forty yeah. full pages, though. Right? Yeah. Like... It's more so like everything is kind of structured like poetry. So there's only really a few paragraphs worth per page, but it reads like a normal novel, albeit a little bit more poetic and. Uh, in my own writing style, but, um, what do you love most about writing? Honestly, it's just therapeutic for me. Like I, I like acting out things that happen in games or in music or writing stories based around things that I like media that I consume. And I, it's really just therapeutic for me to get all my ideas down and really, um, work on making them into tangible things that I can read later. Even if I never publish anything like that, it still really helps my brain and really helps, um, honestly, calm me down and get my ideas sort of on paper. As a very selfish individual, if you become big and famous, <laughs> can I get a cut? <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll, we'll talk. If you okay. can inspire me to like write a part of it, then yeah. Or maybe if I can just get a cut, and maybe like, I can drive <laughs> I mean, you to your book signing events. I can. Um, that's about all I can. I can. I mean, offer, Jake. I mean, you can offer sort of a character in her story. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, to be honest. Right. I'll I, consider I, I, I am a character. So, I, so, yeah. so in, in, I especially, get, especially maybe in, not in the character in the the book that she's writing, but definitely in like the games that she plays. Sure. Monsters, yeah. Monster Hunters. I've definitely right. seen you in there. Wine and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll consider it. I'll consider adding you in. I think you should strongly consider it. Okay, will do. (laughs) Don't listen to him, okay? Your words are your bonds. When you say that, he's going to keep knowing. No, no, it's on record. It is on record. It is on record. We're recording. Wow, got me there, I guess. There we go. Sorry, DCS is about professional development, so now you know what not to do. Okay, yeah. Good point. But I'm developing professionally, so I'm I'm (laughs) piggybacking off of her success. A lot lot of people do it in life. That is true. That is true. We don't um, have to get but yeah, examples. couldn't, right, we're not, we won't do that, but um, yeah, couldn't end the podcast, that came to my mind, I was like, yeah, we definitely have to talk about that. You're good. Um, <laughs> ring the bell segment, the um, last two questions to every guest speaker. Here we go. What's one piece of advice you would give your 16-year-old self? Learn how to move past being 16. I know things really suck when you're 16 sometimes and that you go through a lot of things that um, don't last. And that's good because honestly moving past that and learning how to grow out of that point in your life, it, it saved every aspect of my life, honestly. Just looking forward, moving into the future and being confident and and not having to experience being 16 ever again you know if I had known that back then things would have been like my mind would have been a lot calmer than it was at the time what's your why just finding success in in whatever I may end up doing um I'd love to say that like it's people that drive me or it's um it's anything that 
is like an emotional thing, but honestly, just the idea of finding success and being myself in the process and not losing that part of myself is kind of what gives me that why factor and what pushes me to do whatever I'm going to do next. Thank you, Jillian, for joining us on another episode of the Delaware College Scholars Podcast. We're excited to have you on here. Great conversation. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, we will talk soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.